we don't like our children to miss anything because the greatest influence on your children's life is you. And watching us and watching you is, is what changes the world, you know. So uh, this is a special day. I guess you, you noticed we talk about it and we're singing about it and uh, beautiful decorations that were put up this year. Amazing job. And, uh, and it's Christmas coming, right? This is December, first Sunday in December, and we're looking at Christmas. And uh, we're going to be looking at Christmas every Sunday between now and then. But we want it to be different. Uh, you know, I'm like, God, I believe God wants to do something amazing in our lives, every one of us. And uh, it's funny, I, I, I feel, what do I feel like? I, I really want us each to get what he wants to do. Not what I want to do, not what maybe your spouse wants you to do, maybe not what the government wants us to do. I want every one of us to get what he wants. And uh, I feel a lot of pressure for that. Uh, like, okay, God, this is a big deal. And I think with him, every day is a big deal. I think Hutch did a great job of explaining it. And he said he would have let Gail talk, but she'd still be talking. So it's probably good we, I'm kidding. Hutch is the one who talks actually in the relationship. Uh, it's sort of like Peter and Missy. It, uh... <laughs> I can say a lot of people that's like, actually. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. Uh, every, every day we're going to talk about this. A child was born 2,000 years ago. And it was incarnation. And God himself came and was born a man. And he dwelt among us. And what's that have to do with me and you? And that's what I want to look at today. And I want to talk about it. And I believe God wants to do something today. Uh, I really do. Uh, whether it's physical healing or emotional healing or just giving hope again. I really do believe that God wants to do something today. And so, of course, Christ, he was born. Somehow the God of all everything squeezed and got himself down to a place where he could be inside of one little baby. His name was Jesus. And the God of the universe became a human. And his name was Jesus 2,000 years ago. And we call that the incarnation. And uh, here's a verse I want to look at. And we've looked at it and we'll do it. John, I love the way John describes it in, uh, in his gospel and in the first letter. The gospel of John, verse 9, first chapter 1. The true light. Man, how, is everybody in the world looking for happiness? Is everyone looking for joy? Is everyone looking for peace? Is everyone looking for the, the how do we raise our children? How do I function in this relationship? How do I deal with life? How do I deal with this sickness? How do I deal with that, you know, like Tim's body? It's getting older. Like some of you older folks can help him. How do you deal with this stuff? I don't want to see him naked anymore. That, uh, why did I say that? I don't even know why I said that. Because he was talking about it earlier today. It wasn't me, Kay. It was your husband, right? But the true light, the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone. You know, the only reason the world still exists is because of the light that gives light to everyone. He gives it to everyone. I think sometimes we get an idea that we determine who he gives light to and who he doesn't. Like, who died and made you the Lord? No, he does it. And he doesn't just give it to us. He gives it to everyone. 
And so it's funny when you read that, and he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world didn't know him. We still have a hard time recognizing him. When you get hurt, where do you go for help? When you want wisdom, what do you do? Where do you go? The, the world still has a hard time understanding that the light's here. He's already come, right? He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. You see, I, I want us to get, get a grip on this. And we're going to start today, I believe, getting a grip on it. You know what made Jesus special was the God of the universe came in him. And he needed, see, God's dream since before the creation of the world was that he could have a, a body, a human body that he could be one with. You see, and with Jesus was the first one. For the first time in history, Jesus was born and God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit all resided inside of him. And he, uh, verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You see, because of Jesus, you and I have the right to be born again. You see, born again doesn't mean, it's like every, God needed a human body. He needed our flesh to come and live, be one with in the world. And Jesus was the first one. But because of Jesus, now every one of us, every person who has a body, can invite the God of the universe to live inside of you. And we can become children of God because of what he did. The word, the knowledge, the will, all that God is became flesh and dwelt among us. And that was the greatest thing that ever happened. We're going to celebrate it. We celebrate it on December 25th. And the greatest thing that ever happened in the world was when God became flesh. And he dwelt among us. And you know... We've seen His glory. The glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And you know that, that word dwelt there is uh, skene. And it literally means a dwelling place. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Do you know that God's dream before anything ever happened was having you as a place to live? In your skin. Skene, skin. They used to live in tents tents were made of skin you see God knew what he was doing he he wants to live in your skin it, uh, it's absolutely true Hutch what you said is true if you haven't if you have been, if you haven't been allowing him reign in your heart he wants that more than anything else in the world he wants to live inside of your skin so we're going to look at that and Jesus is looking for a tabernacle and, it, and we are the tabernacle you're the body of Christ. It's like Tim said a while ago. You're the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. All of us are the body of Christ in the whole world. And it's what God's dream was since before the world began. Praise be to the God and Father, Ephesians 1.3, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I read this verse a few, minutes, a few weeks ago, and I'm like, God, we don't get that yet. God has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heaven. It's past tense. He's already done it. But do you know, it's just like finding treasure. How many of you guys are old enough to remember the Beverly Hillbillies? 
There once was a man named, how's that song go? That's it. Yeah. And what is, he is hunting for some food. And out from the ground came bubbling crude. And they became filthy rich. Was the oil already there? Yeah. Jed discovered it. While he was, he was substance living, barely getting by, and his, under his feet was the most amazing treasure the world's ever known. You see, you and I don't realize what God has put inside of us. Every spiritual blessing in Christ, everything you've ever needed, ever desired, every wisdom the world needs, He has already put inside of your skin. But until you discover it, it's as useless as oil that's underground. Doesn't mean a thing until you discover what's inside of you. And we call that getting saved. In love. In love. He. You know, I, 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 you should read the, the pronouns whenever you're reading the Bible. And pay attention to it. Who predestined us for adoption? Well, you know, it was my goodness. I was the cutest baby ever, so God was really waiting on me. No, it wasn't, had nothing to do with me or you. He predestined us to sonship through Christ in accordance with His pleasure of will. Now, there's a discovery that we have to make, and discovery is who He says we are. The discovery is who Scripture says you are. The discovery is what was in God's Word, what was in His wisdom, what was His desire. We sang a song about how do we please God, and the whole time we're singing that song, I'm like... This is how you do it. You just raise your hand. Hutch, you said that. Raise your hands if you need Him. That's all we have to do is acknowledge Him and what He's done in us. And then His power is like that oil that comes bubbling out of the ground. And it becomes a wealth of untold value. You see, it's already happened. Jesus already sees you as you really are. And He saw you before the world was ever created. And you know, God doesn't forget things. I used to think God was like my dad. I don't know how many of you had a father who traveled. I had a dad who traveled when I was a kid. And uh, I got in trouble about twice a year, probably. Okay, my little sister's here, so I just lied right in front of God and everybody. I was constantly in trouble. They didn't understand me. I, they didn't understand me. I wasn't my fault. But I was constantly in trouble. And the worst part was my mom eventually figured out that her whippings weren't really the, affecting me that much like I learned how to cry on demand and uh I didn't really mean it well and so then when I got a little older shoot I don't remember by the time I was 10 or 11 it would be uh wait till your dad gets home <laughs> and if it was Monday he didn't get home till Friday and I bet I've wished 10,000 times he mom would forget to tell him Never. She never forgot. And a lot of us see God that way. God, you remember what I did. God, you remember my attitude. God, you remember those times I ignored you. God, you remember, and we're anticipating the discipline that's going to come when God shows up. And the whole time God is saying, I know what you did, but you forgot who you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. You're the apple of my eye. I want nothing but blessing in life for you. And that's who you are. And God said, I've created you and I've given you everything before the creation of the world, you were blameless in my sight. Now, do you deal with guilt? 
you might try reading the Bible. Because Jesus said before anything ever was, he chose you and you are blameless in his sight. And we live with this guilt consciousness when the reality is we need to, we need to live as a son. And we need to take the scriptures and pour your life into them to discover who you really are, to discover who God has created you to be. And there's a thousand, millions, billions of different types of us on the world. And so I think that's beautiful. Ephesians 3.14 is a great verse. I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you. Do you want to be a good dad? You know what's going to happen? The greatest dad, the perfect dad, is going to unveil within me how to be a good father. You know how to be a good mom? It comes from him. And this is what he says. The unlimited riches of his glory and favor... Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Do you know what happens when you find your shik? I don't, I don't know what that word means. I might have just cussed. Um, when you find your seat on the bus, when you find your rhythm, when you find your pace, when you find the essence of who you are and you begin to see yourself and to see see what God has put inside of you you know what happens when you do that life comes real joy comes and you know what gives God his greatest pleasure is when he's able to release his power inside of you his supernatural favor and strength when he when we come into harmony with him and agree with him when we line up our thoughts with his thoughts, then he takes great pleasure in that in our lives. And uh, I want to show you all something. This is the best illustration I've, I've ever seen for this, I guess. Maybe it is. I'm being stalked. There's somebody behind this wall watching me. I just want you all to know that. If she does anything, Lisa, uh, you all know, know who it is. It's her. Um, so, did y'all notice anybody dressed a little differently than the rest of us today? Yeah, yeah, Robert and Judy Osborne, come on down. Yeah, are you okay, Robert? He, uh, he was messing with his reindeer this morning and he twisted his ankle. You're going to be okay? Oh, you tweaked your back, okay. Tweaked my back in the... Oh, there you go, that's... There you go, um... I, Robert, I've known Robert for years, right? Oh, yeah. We were, his, him and Judy have, it's like they've worn so many hats in their life. Oh, yeah. Mom, dad, grandfather, grandmother, husband, wife. Uh, Judy has worked her way all the way through, the, all the way in all this medical field. Now she's a specialist, RN. I don't know. Nurse practitioner. Uh, she can give you a shot and make you pay for it. And... Uh, <laughs> Robert has done amazing things all of his life. He was a pastor. He's worked a bunch of jobs. He just got a brand new job as a chaplain. I think yeah, it's great. I haven't and, even announced that to anyone yet. So. Oh, we're not telling anybody about that job yet? Too late yet. <laughs> okay, that's uh, no problem. No, no, problem. No, no problem. God's good. No and, you know, it's funny. Uh, and Robert was pastor for years here in Cabot. 
And we were yeah. in a pastor's prayer group together and for years. Were. Yeah. And uh, so I've watched them and I've known them. I know their children. And uh, they came to Grace. A lot of you know them. And they go to a church now, a good friend of mine, uh, Change Point. Change Point. Yeah. Change Point. Great church. Brian King's a pastor. And, uh, but I've watched something happen with Robert and Judy. <laughs> and uh, let me, I'm going to go up here so I can. I. I'm doing a little advertising. Who knows? If y'all, if anybody wants this, you can do it. Um, there we go. <laughs> Isn't that the cutest thing? Um, that's uh, Stephanie Clark does photos with them, and they go in. I don't know how she gets people in those boxes, but it's really amazing the technology. <laughs> but what I've seen something happen, and I asked Robert. I want him to talk about uh, this journey of where you know. Something happened with he and Judy when they started putting on these outfits. It, yes. They're yeah. just putting on, I mean, just putting on the Santa face, the hat and everything is, is one thing. And, but then you start, I mean, I never thought I'd grow up to be white-haired, white-bearded, <laughs> you know, looking no. like Santa. And, uh, but, you know, when the, you just embrace what God gives you. And uh, I'm just, this time of the year, I feel very fortunate that I get to uh, bring joy to people. Uh, you, you don't know how many times uh, Judy sees me uh, going out the door, and she'll say, where are you going? And I said, uh, I want to go bring some joy to some people. Huh. You know, and going to Walmart or uh, wherever I go, you know, someplace to eat, everyone. Is, and it's not just the children. Yeah, it's, it's adults. Adults just, man, they break out of their shell. Whatever was going on in their life at that very moment, as soon as I walk in, it's like their problems just went away because here comes Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's joy comes in. And I, I can remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, into a restaurant and uh, uh, a couple of ladies... Yeah, after this particular photo session, oh, really? and and uh, a couple, and a couple of ladies <laughs> sitting there in the booth, and I'm dressed in that suit, and uh, uh, they, oh, Santa, 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 and uh, adults, no children. Yeah, no children. And so I'm like, uh, you need a picture, you know? And she said, No, I've I've not been good. And she goes, I don't regret it either, you know. And it's like, okay, it's all right. <laughs> You, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that she recognizes that she hasn't been good. But you know what? She got a happy face. And I just said, it's all right. And I sat down next to her, and I, and I said, told her friends, get a picture. Just get a picture. And she, I mean, lit up. Lit up. And I mean, that's all she could talk about, you know, going around... <laughs> Telling people Santa Claus is here, you know, sitting right next to her and everything. And, but it was it was a joy because everywhere we go, I don't have to dress. I don't have to have to dress in all this regalia. To but uh, yesterday wearing just my overalls and the red shirt. Yeah, yeah. red hat, red yeah. shirt. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, and red shoes too. And uh, just it just brings out the children. Uh, the, it brings out the child and the adults. You know. Uh, it brings out the Christ in the adults. Yeah. Amen. You know, but think about it. it the, 
he is joy. He's love. And uh, he, just to bring joy to other people is, it just makes me joyful. Yeah. It really, really does. Now, I can see some people that just like, oh, no, no, no. And, and they cut their eyes away. You know what? I don't have to. I'm not going to bring joy to them at that moment. <laughs> Yay! Come on, <laughs> Robert. You good preach? I'd let him. Let's give him a hand. I, thank you for coming. Yeah, let your bride go first. Um, now there's a Robert. Uh, I talked to him, and uh, you see, the suit is just a suit. What I saw happen was anointing coming from Robert and Judy as they walk around with, as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And it changes the atmosphere. And, she, and I, saw, I saw Everly's pictures, you know. And uh, they're, they're open. Y'all can talk to them about getting pictures made. You can, they'll even take a picture with you now. Doss, I know you want to. Uh, you can sit between them. They'll take your picture. Yeah. Yeah, she said yes. So you're good. It, uh. It's Okay, so here's the point I'm trying to make. You see, uh, y'all ever see that show where Santa Claus got arrested, he got put in a lineup? It's like the suit doesn't make a difference, it's who's in it. And Robert said he's a member of like a Facebook group with hundreds, thousands of Santa Clauses. And listen, some of them you don't want to invite in your house. But you know what makes them different is who they are. And the truth is, that's what God needs in the world today. He needs skinne. He wants to dwell on earth. And his whole purpose of, of all of existence, of before creation, God said, I want to live, be one. I want to live inside of humanity. And so he created the earth. And he created Adam and Eve. And he sent his son to be the first human God ever lived in to make a way so that God could live inside of us. And so when Robert and Judy show up in that outfit, it's not just them, it's the God in them. And that impacts the world everywhere they go around there. And they just get to have fun. I mean, that's really, Robert and Judy, they've done a hundred jobs. Not a hundred, that's an exaggeration. It seems like they've had a lot of jobs and they've always brought Jesus everywhere. And it's who they are. This is who they are. And when they're not here, they go to work. And they have children. They have grandchildren. And they have problems. And they have life, just like all of us. But everywhere they go, they have the God of the universe living inside of their skin. You see, that's the purpose behind what we're doing. And you know, I love this, this verse in John chapter 3, verse 1. Nicodemus, he asked Jesus, he said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And you know, I think sometimes we look at God as external to us, and the truth is, he's in us. And Jesus answered Nicodemus, he said, very truly I tell you, Nicodemus, wise smart, religious man in all of Israel, right? I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, how can you be born again unless you've been born? Because this is high-level logic and reasoning here. It's really hard to understand. You can't be born again unless you were born a man at least the first time. 
That's the only prerequisite to allowing the Holy Spirit, that well of life, to flow out of you. Is have you been born? Well, every one of us have. Are you? Do you have flesh? Do you have skin? Skine? Yep. You can invite the God of the universe to live in your skin. And he'll, he will, it's, it may, gives him the greatest joy. It's why Jesus came was so God could live in your skin. So that when you work, when you serve, when you parent, when you love, when you care, when you pray for people, when you, what, everything you do, the God of the universe wants to live inside of your skin. And that's what being born again is. Yeah, you've been born, but have you, have you recognized the truth that you need him in you? That you were created for him. You, he, you fit like a glove. So, um, and it's really true. He told you in the scripture. He told us before the world was ever created, he thought you were beautiful. He thought you were spotless. He thought you were perfect and wonderfully made. And then when you were born, you know what? Jesus, you know what he was saying? The same thing all you parents say, all of us parents say when our children are born. Isn't he beautiful? Isn't she beautiful? This is amazing. And when you're born again, when you come to the place in your life where you believe God and you step into that life of faith where you believe that the Spirit is living in you, then you, you're beautiful again. And the enemy, the world's trying to tell you you're not. The world tries to tell you you'll never amount to anything. The world tries to tell you we live in this this hierarchical system, a caste system like they have in India, where some people are less, some are greater, some are tall, whatever. With the world tells you that you're not enough. The world tells you you're not beautiful. The world tells you, you there's no hope. That's what the world says. You see, and that's that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It tells you you're not enough. But you know what God said? He said before you were created, you, He decided you are. That you're blameless and spotless in his eyes because of what Jesus did. And we live this way. And so I love this verse. How do you begin to tap into the treasure that God has put, put inside of you? Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. And you need to read that whole book really. and You'll see this. You died with Christ and you were raised with him. By his doing, by his decision, by his effort, by his power, by his strength, not yours. Not yours, not mine. It's him. Jesus is everything. I love the songs we sang. He's everything. Since you were raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Do you know when you'll start tapping into the, the treasure that's inside of you is when you agree with who God says you are. Set your mind on things above. Yeah, but I lost my temper today. What does happen in heaven? That does, that's not who you are. Yeah, but, but and you give a thousand reasons and you give your heritage and you give the way you were raised and you give your status in our society, your status in the church. You can tell a million reasons why what's happening in heaven is, what you wanna, is not what you're going to agree with. You agree with what's happening on earth. You know how you tap into the gold and the treasure that's inside of you that Jesus put in you? is by agreeing with heaven. 
I agree with you, God. I agree with you. Today, I agree with you. And we agree with you about ourselves, which is the hardest thing. Like, uh, yeah, maybe you do need to forgive somebody. Maybe you do. Uh, bet you a dollar to a nickel you need to forgive yourself. Yeah. And you know what that takes? You're going to believe. You're going to choose to believe in him and what he says about you more than about your experience. You see, it's, it's all by faith. Everything we do is by faith. You see, it really is. This is really the thing. You know what Christmas is all about? Jesus was born so that we could be born again. So that Jesus Christ in my skin will bring salvation to the world. And so it, it, it's not the skin. It, it's who's in the skin. Jesus just needs our skin. So every time you agree with him, you're every time, you know, last week we talked about being thankful. That is so powerful because did you guys try to be more thankful this week? And it's because every time you're thankful, you're agreeing with God. You're connecting with Him. Every time you believe by faith in what God says about you in Scripture, through the Word, through the nature, whatever, every time you agree with God, it releases more and more of His life inside of you. Jesus says you're good. You were created good. And your destiny is good. And Jesus says, I've already forgotten about what you did. I forgave you before the world was ever created. Now, do you agree with him? This Christmas, I, I hope by the time Christmas morning comes, we don't just celebrate Jesus being born. We celebrate us being born. Because Jesus is our brother. In the same way that Christ lived, Jesus, God lived in Jesus, God lives in us. He said we're his brothers. So this morning, I really do. I think that one of the things the Lord told me that I was feeling was, I tell you what, it gets hard. Y'all know what chronic illness is? Some of you suffer that chronic pain. Yeah, Lisa, we're good. Um, uh, let's all stand up if y'all don't mind. It's be good exercise. The secret to walking in your destiny is agreeing with God. First place you're going to have to agree with God is who He says you are. Who does God say you are? You know, that I love when we're praying for people Friday night. Uh, everyone that was prayed for had a physical factual reality and everything that we prayed was the opposite of that and God moved and God moved so this morning can you let go of the facts and believe God you know I believe it's one of the hardest things we do is that chronic thing it's where we fight and we fight and we fight. We try and we try and we try. We go around this mountain again and again. The, some, somebody hurts us again and again and again. And I tell you what, it's hard. Because the devil wants you to give up. 
He wants you to believe it's hopeless in whatever area that's in. I think this morning would be a good day this Christmas season to say, you know what, God? I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to trust what heaven says. And when you have faith, when you believe in what heaven says, that releases God in your skin, in your circumstance, in your life, and you can be an overcomer no matter what happens. Don't let those things determine your future. Let's let the Spirit of God move. So this morning, I believe, and I may be, and I thought really, I know there's people that watch online just like uh, our friends from Oklahoma did last week, and they came to that healing service. Um, if you're getting to that place where you need help, uh, let somebody pray with you. Give, choose to trust God. Just by faith, just step out and say, God, you know what? I trust you. And let him move. Okay? And I really felt like uh, maybe it's somebody online that is getting to that place. You can go on uh, our website. We have a ministry called Freedom Prayer. We do it in person. We do it on the telephone. We do it on video. But we, uh, we've seen God heal and set captives free a thousand times. So you can sign up. You can go on our website and find that, gfcabot.com. Or there's people here that would love to pray with you this morning. So we want you to say yes. Like, who wants Jesus? Yeah, me, me, me. All of us do. If you need something this morning, these guys are up here to pray with you. And uh, Vicky will get so excited, she might pass out. You have to help her up. But uh, they want to pray with you. Amen. So, God, I just thank you for today. Uh, God, you are so faithful. I thank you for everyone who felt your presence Friday night at that healing service. And, uh, God, I thank you for love and what you're doing inside of us. God, I thank you for the ministry you've given uh, Robert and Judy and the God, I just thank you. They're great supporters of Grace Fellowship and me and us. And uh, I thank you for uh, Brian King and Change Point and all of our friends who are in churches all over this area, God. We just thank you for your kingdom that's coming. God, just use us to bring joy in the world today. God, birth something in us the same way you did Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for coming this morning. If you don't know somebody, introduce yourself. We have a few visitors today that you probably want to meet. God bless you guys.